So Miles, how's Florida? You know, day by day, um, I'm thinking that I'll be living in uh, a recently seceded state. Um, and and the thing is, I'm just excited for the dual citizenship that's bound to result from that. Um, it'll make me feel more exotic and it, like, you know, international. So yeah, Florida's great. What do you think they'll... Re- well, do you think they'll rename themselves, like, or will it just remain as Florida? I think they. I think they were settling on the name. Uh, just, I think the name was ABW, anything but woke, and <laughs> so could be. That's that's their preferences. We should look to happier things. That's a good idea, and that's what we'll do here today on yeah. Weekly Boom with my cousin Miles. Miles, what do you think we should talk about that's happier? Um, so should I just jump into my boom? We'll or save your I... boom to the end. Okay, all right. We'll, uh, I think we should talk about ChatGPT. ChatGPT is one yeah. of the coolest things around. I'm nervous it's going to steal my job along with many other Americans and yes. Europeans and Africans and Australians and everybody else. But just that, actually. But, but... <laughs> the list ends there. <laughs> the list ends there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I have a friend that created a fake lawyer persona, and he's been sending us letters to, like, reprimand us mm. as a lawyer through ChatGBT. Is it ChatGBT wow. or is it ChatGBT? Jap P is in Paul T. Yes, that, that's that's correct. right. I've been saying it wrong, and I've been sounding like a fool. Um, well, that's well. Right. Do you know who really is the fool? Is Chat GPT when you ask it just about any question about mathematics? That that's thing true. Doesn't know the first thing about matrices. Let me tell you that. <laughs> it's true. I've tried to work with it to help me with some of my math assignments. And yeah. it, it, it doesn't know anything. It, it'll, it'll even tell you. It's like, nope, I don't know anything about that. And have you had it apologize to you after confronting it that it's given false information? No. What happens? Yeah. It, it happens all the time. I'll be like, that's incorrect because of this. And they'll be like, I'm sorry. You're right. It folds immediately every time. <laughs> like, it's like, I'm so sorry. You are right. You you know better, and and that and then at that point I worry about its self esteem, and it becomes this weird relationship <laughs> between me and the computer. I can't remember if it was on the podcast I talked about it, but someone explained it to me that their chat G chat GPT one because we're on the third one right now. The one was like the size of the moon, and then GPT two was the size of Earth, and three is like the size of the sun. And the fourth one's going to be like even larger, but like like probably like, solar system size or something. Yeah. Well, maybe not that, but like I think it's I think you're right. I think they have like a thousand times more parameters in in this newer one. Yeah. And this it, is new. Like they used to think, man, I, I could really bore your listeners. I I have the power <laughs> to really just dull the mood. Um, no, people are interested. I'd say continue. Okay. All right. So here's the big question. How does, what's the, what's the threshold between giving basic instructions to a computer and it having intelligence? There's, there's a a gradual progression. The code that you and I do, 
we're just giving instructions. And in theory, as long as a person's able to follow instructions, they could complete whatever our code says. Um, but then there's these these uh, neural networks and stuff. And the thing is, we can see what we put in and what we put out. But the inter, the, the <laughs> everything in between is literally a mystery. Like the structure of how it's working. Um, obviously, we know how to make it. Um, and and this, like the architecture of the model and everything. But like what patterns is it recognizing when it's able to distinguish a bee in a picture from from an from a fox or something like what patterns is it recognizing right we have no idea and and it's just insane because for a while they thought that like the more parameters it's turning out to be the case that the more parameters you have then the more you can um have the model complete like the more right. it can learn um but this is new very recently everyone was saying that there was like a weak spot where if you had um like too many parameters that it would just lose its ability to make patterns but i've been thinking about this in the context of like the evolution of human in intelligence and like what if and and this is where it all comes back to uh aliens for me um <laughs> The, the Fermi Paradox, have you heard of this? I have. But, yeah, but remind okay. our viewers. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, so, dear viewer, I, I love that you say that because no one can see us. <laughs> that I is just true. love that you call everyone viewers. I think it's good and you should keep it. Okay, I'll keep it. Just for good. you. Thanks. Um, so, yeah, the Fermi Paradox is the life that we see is just on earth and we haven't found life elsewhere and why is that if the universe is so big and there's so many theories to why we haven't seen other intelligent life maybe it's just that evolving intelligence is like a one in a million chance and by one in a million i mean a lot bigger than a million yeah <laughs> anyway this all of these things are weighing down on me because society's changing. We're all changing. But all through it, I'm going to... Can I foreshadow to my weekly boom? You can. You can. Okay. All right. All through it, we have Bollywood movies. And that's what really <laughs> ties it together for me. I think I can really hold on to that through the mayhem. So that, that is something to hold on to for sure. Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, I, I am so excited now to hear more about Bollywood. But I, I agree uh, that AI and aliens are frightening. And like I was earlier this week just using a decision tree to sure. um, to create a like I guess machine air quotes that yeah. could make a prediction for me. But really, I am just giving it some instructions, and I'm not. It, it's not like real intelligence because it's just following sure. a pattern. Yeah. But but this chat GBT is is spooky because it's it has the parameters to be considered intelligent. Well, maybe not, but it's pretty close. Well, one aspect of intelligence it's demonstrating very well. Like the coherence is spooky good. Yeah. 
and it can be very specific. Yeah. Um, am I allowed to get my charger that I forgot? Yes. Yeah. Go get your charger. Okay. For the okay. Terrific. Okay. I'll, I'll BRB. Okay. Okay. Um, I have a proposition. Okay, I'm ready for your proposition. Um, uh, man, this is, I, I've been a mess in my descriptions of, of, of my current obsessions. If you would like to just start fresh, I'd be happy to do that. No, 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 this is great. Okay, okay. This is, this is just fine. Okay, all right. You can cut out the politics part. Let's just get that out of there. <laughs> We'll we'll see what Devin. No does. need to, yeah. No need to alienate your your listeners. <laughs> well, well, but we we appreciate your opinions and we appreciate your uh, your tangents as well, and we'll take them both. <laughs> okay, but, all right. But, well, I have plenty to offer there. Oh, perfect. But now we'll get into the the three questions to warm us up for the daily boom. So, are are you ready for your three questions? Oh, I've been I've been waiting for this moment my whole life uh, okay so tell me when to stop scrolling and that'll be your question right now okay all right what memory of yours feels real but is most likely false mm. that's kind of a hard one it's like because i i know i have memories that are fake yeah oh i can actually i can think of one off the top of my head it would you mind giving me an example of yours okay. yes so yeah. that maybe i'll yeah i I remember like people when nine eleven comes around, people will talk about yeah. their memories of it. Yeah. And I have two memories of it. Like one of them I was in class and I looked up on the TV and we were watching it happen. And I remember watching like one of the towers fall. But I was like in I don't know if that was two thousand one, so I would be six. So that doesn't make sense because I wouldn't have been in the classroom that I'm thinking I'm I was in. And then my other memory of it is that I was at home watching with my mom. So one of those memories is true, and one of them is fake. So that's that's my memory that is false. Yeah. Or alternatively, you know, neither of them are true, because, you know, there's a lot of people who would like to like you to believe 9-11 didn't even happen. So <laughs> that's, that's maybe, it's just, <laughs> maybe it's just an invented idea that we all collectively decided to remember. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that called the um, uh, Mandela effect? Oh, maybe. I was thinking mass psychosis. <laughs> it could, <laughs> could be that too. Um. So. Mm, you are allowed to skip if you want to use your just skip. one. You, you get just one skip. Just one skip. And and so when it's skipped, does that get replaced with a new question, or am I question short? No, you get another question. I'll take that option for this oh, one. Okay, all right. Because uh, my memory's it. infallible, so that one's a hard <laughs> one for me. That one's um, tough for you. Yeah. Go ahead right. and stop. Stop. All right, here we go. What app can you believe, can you not believe someone hasn't made yet? So what app do you want to see made? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
man, this seems like something that'd be right up my alley, but I'm not having any, I'm not having like a gut instinct right now. Um, here's one. I think we should, um, maybe a modification of an existing app. How's that? That works. Um, so I think in Google Maps, it should tell me when the parking garages on campus are full. Oh, that is such a good idea. It should crowdsource <laughs> that information. Like, I know it has like some of that at businesses. And, and then I'm also, I say that, but I'm also the guy who puts nothing but false information about myself on the internet because <laughs> I'm too paranoid about privacy. Um, so maybe I don't want it, but I do want the convenience. I, <laughs> I it would want be the such a good worlds. idea because I think Google and Waze and Apple Maps, I think they already do take your data to figure out traffic, right? Sure. Yeah. So they could easily do that for a parking garage too. Yeah. And I imagine that they could say with pretty good accuracy if you're going to get a spot or not. But yeah. I don't know. Like, like, I guess you'd have some logistics issues because you you don't leave your phone in your car, so it's not like they, mm. they... But anyway, so if there's a way that I could look up if if the parking garage was full or not, that's what I would want. That is a genius idea, and you need to trademark it because now it's on the podcast, but... Yeah, I think now that this is recorded for all time and eternity, I think... Um, I think that counts for me getting a being able to get all revenue off of that idea. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Good to know. All right. So let's go on to the next question. Terrific. Okay. Tell me when to stop. I think now's a good time. Now. Okay. Oh, if you had a heads up display that showed three stats about a person you looked at, what three stats would you want it to show? A heads-up display? Yeah, so like on your eyes or something, you would be uh-huh. able to look at me. Oh, and it, perfect. And it would say hungry, yeah. sleepy, thirsty, or, or whatever. Sure, whatever okay, so like I'd get three bits of information about them. Right. And I could do that about everyone. Yep, everybody. Okay. Um, first and foremost is um, people's opinion of The Sound of Music, the musical. <laughs> Um, if if they're if it's nostalgic for them, uh, is it annoying? Is it somewhere in between? Um, that's probably the most important thing to know about a person. I think several philosophers have argued that already, though. I I, you, I think you might be correct. Yeah. Um, so that would be number one for sure. Um, I think second um, would be if they even lift. Um, <laughs> I'd I'd love to know if they if they even lift. Um you know, I don't. But do, but do you think there'd be a, a correlation between their mm. opinion of the sound of music and if mm. they lift? Yeah. But correlation so, I is guess, not causation. Um in this case it is though. <laughs> um <laughs> Um I think that the correlation, my expectation is that if you lift, you're more likely to be like, because with exercise, lots of studies have shown, I mean, we, you had Hannah on here, 
on this I podcast did. just just about a few days ago. She exercises even late stages into her pregnancy, um, which which is the opposite of my condition because um, <laughs> I'm not pregnant um, if, <laughs> and and I don't exercise. Um, so my so with exercise, you have a mental clarity. Uh, that comes with the endorphins or whatever. Like y- you have better mental health if you exercise. I hear. Uh, yes, I- I've heard that as um, well. And so I would imagine the doors would open, much like the the gates of the monastery for <laughs> Froilan Maria, um, and and they would welcome the beautiful sound of music into their their hearts. I see. If they lifted, I think that would be the correlation. I it almost twice a week i find myself singing how do you solve a problem like maria and i i can't oh, tell you wow. why i can't tell yeah. you where it comes from but it just is there it's just it's just always there yeah but oh you you yeah. got a third one you got a third uh heads up display oh right indicator right and i know am i still on my first question then uh because i i did two skips I can't remember. I think we did. What was the first thing we talked about? We talked about. Uh, it was a, a false memory. False memory. And then, and then I think the next one was irony. And that's the one we skipped. So you're we on. We skipped both. We, we did skip both. So this is your first yeah. question. <laughs> We're going for an hour long special, folks. <laughs> um, the people love so, it. So, yeah, yeah, that's good. Um, okay, this one will be more sincere than the other ones okay. uh, on the stat that I'd want to see. Um, I'd like to know what kind of humor they like. So That's I a good could, one. I, cause you know, um, you know, you, you don't, the worst thing to do, it, I love pushing boundaries of people. I love like <laughs> um saying jokes that are just like just beyond what they're comfortable with <laughs> so that so because I think that's really funny um not to not to make them uncomfortable, but I think that's where things are funniest is when you're when you're an edge lord like me is what I mean to say, yes, of course, um yeah, so um, I would like to know like what jokes are funny for this person like. Do they do they think that, um, you know, what's off limits? What's um, are they are they more classical like, um, do they, do they like uh, do they like Key and Peele, or or are they more like Bill Cosby before we found out some unfortunate things about him kind of kind of person right you know that the whole range i would want to know maybe to sum that up their favorite comedian so i could i could uh i could know what what their boundaries are that's what i'd say that's a good one i don't know what i would do i would probably do something similar to that though because if you know somebody's comedy then you know them as like who they kind of are as a person yes and you can relate to them really easily too Mm -hmm. so i agree so that's a pretty good one I think I would also choose um, maybe like the, the last time they had gone to the bathroom. Wow. Just, just because. I, I think. Just because you're like, so, so I'm curious in that situation, does that mean 
would you would you do it as a party trick? Like, would you be like, you look like a guy who just recently went to the bathroom? I, I think it'd be more of a say? it'd be more of a superpower. So like, I would have to gotcha. get dressed up in my superhero garb, right? I, like, kick open a door and say, "You went to the bathroom thirty three seconds ago," and they're like, "Yes." And I they're did. like, How "Obviously, you know? I'm sitting on the toilet right now. Why did you burst into the bathroom?" Yeah, something like that. Okay, I so see. I, that would be number two. Um, nice. Number three, I think, I don't know if this would hurt me as much as it would help me, but to know what they thought of me as a person. Because then you know uh, who you want to interact with and who you don't want to interact with. I have that issue too. And I have someone in my program that, you know, I'm working hard on, on not caring if people don't care for me because, you know, there's, there's, uh, there's compatibility issues no matter how good a person you are. You uh -huh. know? Um, yeah. So I'm okay with this person not liking me. Um, but it's hard to know because she also could just be the kind of person who doesn't like to say hi in the hallways. Whereas I'm the opposite extreme where I'll like actively pursue people in very uncomfortable, dis at very uncomfortable distances if I recognize right. them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I... Uh... I think it would do more damage than it would do good because I think I'd I'd see how many people really despise me or how many people like me. I have a really hard time thinking that anyone could despise you unless they were, you know, satanic. Um, <laughs> you're just such a pleasant person. Ian. Oh, thank you. I just, I really do think that. Oh, thank you. Well, let, let's take a look at the next question here. This is your final question. Okay. It isn't, but that's okay. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. <laughs> uh, stop. Okay. What's your funniest story involving a car? Okay, I think I got one. Um, thank goodness. Um, so, so uh, I was at Walmart. We had just bought a used car, and they had taken it into the shop to fix up some dings that were on it, and we had just gotten it back. Um, it was kind of a weird situation. We bought it, and they're like, bring it back, and we'll fix the dings later. I think they were seeing that we were ready to buy a car that day, oh, and so I, I think that's what was the situation. So we brought it back later, and they had asked me to take pictures of all of the issues, and so I did. Um... And we got it back, looked fine, went to Walmart, and when we came back out, there was um, a man, you know, a true Florida man. Like, he had some really terrific handwritten messages on the back of his really old pickup truck um, that had everything to do with politics. And, um, and like, I um, was like, that's interesting, to each his own. And then I looked over... He is less than an inch away from my bumper, and I look at my bumper, and it's bent. Oh, no. And I say to myself, this is a problem, because this just <laughs> got fixed. <laughs> and I was upset, and so I, I, I call the non-emergency hotline and, um, for, for the police, and... Um, they are taking a long time to respond, and as I'm waiting, the guy comes out, and he fits exactly what I thought he would look like. Um, uh, 
and and I say, did you hit my car? And like he goes from the southern comfort friendly face to you know aggression mode, and he's like, no, no, and. I was like, I have a hard time believing that because, like, you are so, so close to my car and there's a dent there when I just got it fixed. And he was like, whatever, call the cops. I don't care. There are cameras everywhere. And he drove off. And I was oh, like, no. oh, jeez. And I got his license plate and everything. So, so that was fine. Um, and, man, am I allowed to say two stories about cars? Yes. And that could count for the third question, maybe? That that sounds like a plan. Okay, because that seems like a good compromise for your uh, gracious giving me two passes. Um, so, uh, he drives away, finally got the cops on the phone, and they're on their way over. I explain the situation. And then I was like, oh yeah, I took a bunch of pictures of the car beforehand. This is great, because I just took pictures, like before they fixed the car. Oh, uh, right. Yeah. And I was like, now I have evidence of before and after this dent. And I look at the picture and I zoom in and I say, this dent was here before and it was not fixed. Oh no. (laughs) (laughs) So I sheepishly called the cops back and I said, um, excuse me, please stop coming here. I know you're on your way. Please turn around. I don't want to. <laughs> so I like caused this big hubbubaloo with this guy and like got in this aggressive confrontation with him for absolutely nothing because I was an idiot. I I truly thought that it had been fixed, but it wasn't fixed. It was the same dent that was there the day before and ever since uh, we had gotten the car. Oh um, man, I feel for you. <laughs> Uh, it was it was rough, um, but also funny. Um, so the the next story has to do with the fact that I ride a moped. Okay. So, have you heard that about like? So I know your mother hates two wheeled instruments of any kind. That is correct. Um, that's one of the big no nos. Um, I think. Um, that that makes sense because they are quite dangerous uh, vehicles. Yes. Um, and and for two reasons: one, you can always fall over a lot easier than in a car. Two, people are very bad at seeing things that aren't car sized when you're on the road. So in Tallahassee, you've been to Tallahassee. You've you've slept in the bed that I'm sitting on right now. Yeah, <laughs> um, that is correct. So we have another special connection. Um, <laughs> um, so, um, and that, and so you have seen the streets are crazy tiny. I have. Um, did, I don't know if that was your impression, but that, that's been mine, is that, like, they're strangely shaped, everything's tight, but everyone has big cars. Um, yep. And with that, uh, so it's kind of spooky. I've almost been hit a few times. Um, but I try to be careful and motorcycle people, they'll point at the ground. Have you heard about this? When, no. when they see each other on the street, they'll, oh, they'll point like at the ground. Pointing at like potholes or something? So actually it's not even functional. It means like keep two wheels on the ground. It's like a stay safe out there. 
kind of thing. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, so I've seen people do it, and I had to Google, like, why are people pointing at the ground when, they, when I drive by? And it's, like, just a thing that people on two-wheeled vehicles pass around to each other to be like, stay safe out there. So, kind of interesting. Um, but anyway, um, I was driving, um, and Maddie was on the back of the moped, which is uh, you know, comical just because it, it it's not comfortable. It's not a comfortable ride. Mopeds are right. are not built really for that kind of stuff. But it, so it was the two of us. Um, I didn't have a stop sign. This guy, uh, I'm crossing through an intersection, and this guy thinks I, I realize immediately that he thinks that I had a stop sign, and so he stops and then cuts me off. And I, I did something I had never done before. I gave him the bird. I had never done that before in my life. And, um, well, okay, that's not true. The first time I tried to flip someone off, I messed up. I put up the wrong finger, like, legitimately. <laughs> um, um, and so um, I, I did, it was the first successful time of flipping someone off. I don't know if I really think that was the best move in that situation or any situation, but that's what I did. My, uh -huh. perhaps the, 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 my emotions got the best of me and then we pull up to a stoplight he leans his head out the window calls me an effing idiot and I turn around and I said pretty passionately I said you had a stop sign I didn't have a stop sign and, I, and he sees I see in his face he realizes right away that he was the one at fault and does not want to apologize he just wants to get out of there so he doesn't have to handle the embarrassment of having been wrong um, and so I was like, he's vulnerable. I should say something to really get him. And so I said, obey the law. <laughs> and that dug deep. That, dug that deep really deep. dug deep. I think those words echo in his ears when he's trying to sleep at night. He's like, <laughs> I should have law. obeyed the law. So <laughs> I can't think of a more harsh thing to yell at a human being when they're driving. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, can you imagine someone calling you out for committing a traffic violation? Like, oh, that's yeah. devastating. Yeah. We, me and Isaac were driving to Grandpa's house. Mm-hmm. I'm familiar. Yes, you are familiar with our, with our Grandpa. And yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and we were driving on the road, and there was, like, this huge traffic jam. And we couldn't figure out what was going on. We were just trying to get through it. And we pull up to the front of it, and it's a red light. And there was this guy working on this car. And I thought, man, that's such a bummer. They've got to work on their car in the middle of the road. And I look, and it was Jaden. Jaden is our other wow. cousin. And Jaden, wow. Jaden had, like, it was kind of like out of nowhere. Jaden was off to the side of the road helping this person with their car. Oh, helping. And, okay. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't their car. It was somebody else. And Okay. And it was like the weirdest experience ever because we were de definitely not in a place where we thought we'd run into Jaden, but we did. Yeah, and that and sounds like uh, that sounds like running into your teacher at the grocery store. Exactly, that's exactly how it was. Yes. So we got out and we tried to help Jaden help these people, right? And they didn't really need any more help, so we we left. But I can't remember why your story reminded me of that, but. It, well, you were obeying the law in that situation, I think, <laughs> that, is what it was. That's right. Yeah, we were obeying the law. Right. 
Well, we've gone through our three questions, which was more like five, but or, yeah, well, and more like two. Yeah, so, somewhere in between those. Yeah. So now comes the point where where we get to hear your weekly boom, and we're very excited to hear it because you had your uh, little, uh, what was it? Your uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, the you foreshadow. Foreshadow. Yeah. That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah. So, so I I'm scrolling through Netflix as as um you know people of our generation do with some downtime hop on to the old uh the netflix um which will soon be revoked from me because i don't live anywhere near my parents and they are the owners of the account so <laughs> that's too bad but at least i had i had what i think was the most important experience the, that i could have had with netflix so i think I'm still satisfied because I happened upon this movie and it said like popular on Netflix. Um, and it said RRR, the letters. Uh huh. Um, that was the movie title, and I didn't really know what to think of it. Scrolled past it because I like to try new things, you know, like for example, I watched. Um, I watched Parasite and loved it, the South Korean film. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and so I like to try new movies and stuff. So, but I scrolled past it and I just kept going, and I forgot about it. And then Maddie brought it up later, and was like, "I've heard really good things about this movie," and I had already had that little seed planted, and so I was ready to let that seed sprout. Um, by watching this movie, and um, first of all, uh, have you seen a Bollywood film before? I have. I took a film studies class, and we watched uh, a movie called The Lunchbox. Okay, it's about this guy who his wife would make him a lunch every day, but then like it would get swapped with this other dude's lunch, and so we get a better lunch every day. It was nice. I liked it. It's a good film. Oh, so um, I'm curious. What were your takes on like the the um, style of like what was distinct about a Bollywood film? This you? one, this one was very westernized. If I had to say, um, okay. it didn't have the typical Bollywood thing where a guy climbs into a barrel and gets shot into right. a castle. And the yeah. barrel explodes, and he kills like five thousand people with a knife. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That that did not happen in the in the lunchbox film. In the gotcha. lunchbox film. The the most startling thing in the film was every time the guy went out to smoke. At the bottom of the screen, it said, "Please do not smoke. It'll make you sick." <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's really funny. Um, I was surprised to hear that. Um, was it detracting from the experience? <laughs> Not really. Um, I was still able to focus on the film, but there was a chuckle that I, I produced when I saw it the first time. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, um, the one that I saw is actually more like the the barrel shot into a a castle style <laughs> kind of movie. This this is how the movie starts. There's the three R's. Um, it's a bizarre movie, hard to pronounce. Um, Unless you're like Hispanic, then you can just pronounce it, you know, and then, (laughs) 
Um, but the the three R's, depending on the translation, um, and I should correct myself, it's actually not a Bollywood film, it's a Tollywood film. Oh, um, okay. Which I suppose is in the very easternmost region of India. And um, they don't even speak Hindi there, I think. Huh, interesting. I think they speak a different language. But anyway, um, so the three R's, depending on the translation, it stands for um, resist or rise, resist, revolt. Rise, um, resist, the revolt. Three... Yeah, yeah. So it starts by um, this young girl getting abducted by a comically evil British general. Um, he's he's very evil. Um, no one would love him. Um, not even his own mother, um, because he's so evil. Um, he kidnaps this kid from a tribe, but little did he know the tribe has a shepherd, <laughs> and it's it's menacing shepherd. Um, and we get to see a sequence of this guy running away. So the shepherd, his name is Beam, in the movie, B H E E M. Okay. Um, Beam captures a tiger with rope um, and on foot. Um, so <laughs> okay. pretty impressive start right off the bat. He, yeah. he lures the tiger in by pouring blood on his body and then he books it and um, accidentally attracts a wolf first and then finds a tiger and gets them to fight. And you're like, why is he doing this? Don't worry, it's gonna come up later. Why he's, why okay. he's like capturing? I was just about to ask. Yeah, because it's weird, right? And um, and so he's he's super super op. Like you you wouldn't even like stand a chance with this guy. No one would. Um, then you see this opposite story that highly contrasts Beam's story. This guy named Ram. He is a member of the English. Um, forces, but he's Indian as well. Uh -huh. um, so he's a defector, I suppose. From and and everyone calls him a traitor. Um, someone throws a rock into his base and breaks a picture frame, and <laughs> at, during a protest. And oh, okay. um, the gen the guy in charge of the military base says. It, it, he says it exactly like this. Arrest that man! And bring him to me. <laughs> I don't know why he said it like that, but that's how he said it in the movie. Uh -huh. And this is where Rom starts to shine. Because it's a mob surrounding this military base. Thousands of people. Thousands of people rioting against this military base that was no more than the size of my house. So, like, you know, like thousand square feet um and and so and there's only like 20 guys in there and are the thousand people like cgi no they it? are legitimate yeah they oh, are wow. they are real life human beings and so um rom he looks very stoic very powerful um he um jumps over the fence you know just in one one bound really um, he, he was able to jump over the fence to go arrest this guy who threw the rock. 
And so it's him versus thousands of people, right? Uh-huh. And, and so you see him thwack, thwack. He's hitting knee, head, shoulder, elbow. He's getting everybody. And suddenly someone brings a rock, bonks him on the head, proper bonk. You're like, proper he's bonk. out. He's out. You're, you're never going to see this guy again. But joke's on you. He survives. He, oh, wow. But do you know how he survives? He <laughs> grabs someone's hand and breaks it just with his hand. <laughs> like, <laughs> <just> <laughs> And then he goes, so he's on the floor and he pounds on the ground on someone's toe and it makes them front flip over and land on wait, the ground. Wait, 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 wait. He hits their toe, but they still do a front flip. Yes, so he's oh, on the okay. ground and he pounds on the toe of one of these protesters and it, he front flips over this, <laughs> it, like, because he obviously punched him in the toe really hard. Because, right. as we all know, that's how that would work. Um, yes, of course. So, anyway, these two very different, distinct, juxtaposed characters this, this guy who's like for the people being, he's the shepherd. And then Rom, this traitor, um, and Rom is hired to, f- or selected to find Beam and kill him, or, or arrest him, mm-hmm. whichever is easier for him, I guess. And so that's how the story begins. And of course, they, they meet each other before they realize who the other person is and become fast, fast friends. Um... <laughs> Like, very immediately. I, I think um, I'm going to watch this movie tonight. You really should, but it's three hours long. So. I, I was just about to say, I was just about to say, this movie sounds great, but it's going to be three hours long. That's absolutely right. Um, did you see the gif I just sent you? Yeah, so Miles has Would just you describe that for everybody? This is uh, the best dance scene. <laughs> Miles has just sent me a gif of two gentlemen dancing and the main prop for their dancing that they're using is their suspenders. Um, and they're in suits minus the suit coat and they have really handsome beards, which I wish I could have. Right. And same. Their, their feet are also doing a little bit of this, which you, which you, which you, and viewers know what that means. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And if you don't, you need to watch the movie. Yeah. R R R. Yeah. Um, by the way, this movie broke records in like 62 countries for like most watched movie. So for whatever wow. reason, this specific movie out of all of them just really did a number on <laughs> on everybody. Like, so there's so many moments. So there's this one moment. Um, I, I won't spoil too much of the show, but I will. I do have to explain this this one scene. Uh-huh. Um, so Rom, remember Rom's the bad guy. Um, right. He is still like a good person, just with bad motives. Um, because he's pro-British, which is a, presented as a bad thing in the movie, of course, because of like British occupation of India. Um, and he is standing up on a bridge. Okay, so imagine him up on a bridge, and Beam is down with a huge group of people on the ground. While Rom is up on the bridge, an explosion occurs on a train that's running underneath him. The bridge is fine, but 
an oil can, much like what's happening in East Palestine, Idaho, or Ohio. Right. right? <laughs> so this oil, um, this oil tank. What would you call that? Car, like piece of a train. Yeah, tanker maybe. Tanker. Okay. Um, falls into the water, starts exploding, burning, and a little boy is down there, helpless. And and this is where our our friends, our our two um, our heroes, form their permanent bond. So they don't know each other yet. This is how they introduce each other. Rom looks down. He just waves like this. He just puts his hand out. Like boom. Beam does the same. Then we see Rom do this. He puts his arms and a cross across his chest. And Beam says, yeah, I gotcha. I know what the plan is. So they're communicating just through that is him putting the cross <laughs> over his body. And then he does this like a circle back around thing. And so somehow they were able to perfectly communicate that they would both get up on the bridge and try to save this boy from, from the flames. Wow. He's underneath the bridge. Okay. So. Okay. Beam gets up there. And. Um, Rom is on a horse. And Beam is on a motorcycle. Which ends up being like the ways that they're both. Like super cool. Throughout the whole movie. Is, is he riding the once... horse like on his feet? <laughs> no. He no. His feet on um, the horse. Uh, it was just a normal seated position. Oh, okay. So, missed opportunity. For real, uh, for real. Yeah. But they see a rope. Convenient. Um, they do one more hand gesture that doesn't communicate anyone anything to anyone, but somehow they're able to realize that that hand gesture meant that they would each tie themselves to the, each end of the rope, jump off of either side of the bridge, and swoop down and catch the boy. <laughs> so that's their plan, right? So they both tie themselves up. One of them jumps off one end, the other through the other end. But for whatever reason, you don't see this yet. This is the dramatic irony, um, but in reverse, where the viewer doesn't know. Just the <laughs> this is the whole movie where the viewer has no idea what the heck's going to happen next. But Beam and Ram know everything. They they are right. in perfect synchronicity. So he grabs a flag. And as he's swinging down, the bridge is over water, so he's, he, for whatever reason, wets the flag, and you're like, why is that? Beam is coming down, he catches the kid by the hand, they both release their objects, so the Beam releases the kid, Rom releases the flag, and they switch, who had what? Of course. <laughs> of right? Course. Yeah. And, and so then you see Rom swing away, release the kid safely away from the fire beam takes the wet flag and wraps it around his body so he can be protected from all the flames as he swings <laughs> through it <laughs> and then they come back together and clasp hands like this <laughs> underneath the bridge and introduce each other this is the best thing. I, I mean, I didn't do it justice, but like you, you need no, to you, watch. No, you did a great job of this movie. Um, like the thing that's so wonderful about this is it's like unambiguously way over the top. Like, right. it does not shy away from being way over the top. 
And I've tried watching Bollywood films before and just wasn't really grasping it because I was like, this is just too obnoxious. But there was something different about this film that made me think about them differently. There's something so lovable about these guys. As you said, their beards are very well trimmed. They're both great looking guys. They, they know their way with suspenders dancing. They um, do. And, um, and there's just something so beautiful about this film. It's so human while being so superhuman. Um, so all I can say is you've got to give it a shot. Uh, it's on Netflix. Will be for the foreseeable future. 100% recommend watching RRR on Netflix. Well, you heard it here first, folks. Got to watch RRR on Netflix. I'm, I'm going to watch it tonight, probably. I got three hours to kill. Actually, I... I don't have three hours to kill. I'm I'm doing a challenge with Isaac. And what we're doing is there was a coupon we got in the mail. And it says buy one, get one free Sundays. There's a Sunday that I love at this particular place. It's called the Tracy's Peanut Explosion. Wow. And uh <laughs> I'm I told Isaac that <laughs> That I could eat two of them, and because I you don't have to pay for one, you know, with buy for uh-huh. one, free. Yeah. So I I would pay for one of them, get two of them, and eat both of them. And then if I do, then he owes me what I what I paid. And then if I don't wow. eat it, then I owe him what he would have paid me. Okay, that you, you get what I'm saying. So wait, so you have double the stakes that he does. Is that correct? Uh, no, they're equal. So I might have I might have described it. Poorly. So, it's just who ends up paying for it. Basically, yes. Okay, yes. gotcha. So, after I finish beating Isaac at my challenge, we're gonna watch RRR. Right. Okay, I would. Um, I I I am close to demanding of you that you tell me a play by play of what you think of it. Um, but a live tweet. And, yeah, in, in the spirit of free will, I won't require this of you, but I would very much appreciate to hear your opinion as I will. you're watching it. Okay. I will gladly let you know. Thank you. And uh, but but thank you, Miles, for joining us on another episode of the Weekly Boom. And uh, we're uh, excited to watch RRR. Thanks for having me. No problem. Do you want to get some food later? Yeah, let's go get some food. Okay. (laughs) I, I always end it with that.